You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. Crime Weaver Tyler. I'm Gordy. I've just woken up from my nap. You you feel rested? It was a quite a quite a nap you took. I f- I feel pretty rested. You ready for some folk tales? Ready as ready as I'll ever be. Some folk wisdom. I did I did dream about folk lores and tales. I yeah. How could you not? We've been doing this for how, a number how, of years. How 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 could I not? We did we did this just last week. Yeah. For the past eleven weeks. As they, as they do every week, so it only makes Clockwork. sense. Clockwork. Well, what kind of tale are you telling today, Carmen? I'm telling a French tale about a I, goat. I don't like the sound of that. You don't, a, you don't like a French, French tale? France has done us dirty at every turn on this show. <laughs> it's name a time in France that we have had a good time. I don't know. I don't know what to expect from the French. They had monkey butlers. Is what I'll say. We had monkey butlers in that Beauty and the Beast style tale. That was fun. Yeah, but he also had a fucking Cthulhu face. (laughs) You don't like Cthulhu? Cthulhu is very popular (laughs) in in France specifically. It's part of a big big advertising campaign in the 1920s for olive oil. Is that where Cthulhu comes from? Is that, that is a French where, term. That's where Mr. H.P. Lovecraft, the virulent racist, got the idea. H.P. Amorcraft. H. Yeah, <laughs> that's that was his undercover name in France <laughs> when he was doing market research because he wanted to write new, very racist books. Man, I wish I knew the term for craft in French. That would have been a good one to put in there too. My Thank many you. years of French have not. Let me remember uh, that one. It's just crafty, crafty with a umlaut, with with a k, oh, and a, and and some umlauts. That's not. That's <laughs> almost assuredly not right. Um, umlaut. An... The fr- Less... another thing that the French love, in addition to Cthulhu, is umlauts. Yeah, that's they also love right. the e u x ending to words. <laughs> that's how I'm going to spell Cthulhu from now on. <laughs> is e u x at the end? <laughs> I. Someone, Cthulhu. someone, someone should get into French Cthulhu. <laughs> I would, I would like to, I would like to see what that looks like with someone else's sensibilities at the helm. Tyler, I um, would argue after this tirade of yours that you deserve whatever France gives you. <laughs> well, you have promised um, before we started recording that this would be an average length episode, so I. I don't think we're in store for a dull noir. No, no. I would Not warn yet. you for a my, dull noir. My attorneys require six weeks' notice <laughs> before that. 
I feel like that's a horrible way to wake up from a nap is with me grinning down at you. It's like, hey, you had a you had a good rest? How would you like a tale from Mamdona? Yeah, Carmen just occasionally hands us pink slips and it just says Dolnoa on it. And you know that you have about a week or so to... To clear out our desks. Yeah, emotionally I... prepare yourself for the battery to... <laughs> clear out our emotional desks. I have I have been in touch with HR about this. You know, our, you know, our HR team that we have. Yeah. Yeah. In, in the corporation. Yeah, isn't it just your cat? Uh, yeah, mostly. <laughs> I know it ain't Cricket. She's not going to be helpful at all. Not very responsive on the emails. No. Not a Ray quick Bugs turnaround. in charge of payroll. <laughs> uh, so, no, we're going to be reading from another French novelist. Um, his name is Alphonse Duadet. So nothing like Donois. What's his deal? Uh, well, like what's he... like what's he into? Yeah, what's some fun facts? Uh, well, he lived from 1840 to 1897. Uh, the book that we are reading from is Letters from My Windmill. Oh, uh, this is Whim- a short whimsical. Yeah, a short story collection where a lot of them are addressed to specific Parisians, mm-hmm. told in the first person, like found letters letters that he wrote in his windmill or letters that his windmill wrote um i think either way would be reasonable one is a touch more whimsical uh, we can decide how much whimsy you would like to ascribe to this is there a sentient windmill in this story i do <laughs> just kind of need to adjust my worldview to account for that if so uh oh it turns out he actually lived in a windmill sentient <laughs> that yeah that only gundam. increases the need to know its sentience is it a uh, is it a gundam let me because i because i would be into like a dutch windmill gundam <laughs> there's a photo of his mill it's pretty inconspicuous and that makes me suspicious yeah you should always be suspicious of a windmill i mean don quixote knew what he was he was on about now I can see a big propeller from my window. I don't think it's a it's not like a windmill in the in the ye olde sense, but the classical is, sense. But it is a like the white ones and they turn and it's like wind energy or something. Should I be concerned about that one? Yes. Yeah. Make sure it doesn't get any closer. Just keep a keep an eye on it. It might be a Gundam. Eric does a lot of like Gundam model building, and every now and then, just to to get a rise, I will refer to them as Voltrons. <laughs> Same thing. And I may or may not occasionally ask which one is Master Truck, head of the Decepticons. <laughs> I love that show. So good. The the Master Truck Chronicles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoyed that as a kid. Um, apparently, uh, Duade was a school teacher for a little bit. Um, and he said uh, the position proved to be intolerable, according to Wikipedia. And he yeah. said later that for months after leaving, he would wake with horror, thinking he was still among his unruly pupils. So he seems like he's maybe a little bit of a, a drama, <laughs> dramatic personality. I, I don't he's, know. I still do that, and I am not a teacher. 
I mean, I guess I guess teachers would also have dreams that they are back in school. I mean, I have dreams but that from I'm back the opposite, in school, but yeah. I don't I don't have like I have dreams that I have uh shown up late to my classes and I'm in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but I've had some nightmare kids. They do not actually show up in my nightmares. Count yourself lucky. Yep, I will. Just just the daymares. Uh he does have a very impressive head of hair though. Now when when did he live? Uh eighteen forty to eighteen ninety seven. I see. Okay. So is that enough uh fun fun details about him? It's probably enough for me, yeah. Oh, uh here's one last fun one. Uh he is far from faithful and was one of a generation of French literary syphilitics. Oh. oh, cool. That is a fun fact. Also, like, Carmen, I appreciate you pointing out um, this gentleman's hair in this photo that you've presented, which I would say is uh, not like terribly remarkable for modern day, at least. Is, like I've seen it, a number of people with this exact hairstyle, but you did not mention his forked Satan beard. <laughs> yeah. Is this a photo of Alan Moore? And, yeah, and basically. Is, and is he and is he much much older than anybody realizes? <laughs> quite, quite possibly. Here's yeah, I think you're onto something a, there. A single monocle, uh, which I guess is how monocles work. They are singular. Kept do that you, Fort Satan beard though. Do you yeah. do you just keep those those guys squeezed in with one eye? Is that how a monocle <laughs> functions? Like, there's no attachment mechanism right you just gotta gotta be exhausting yeah right like like one side of you has very strong brow and cheek muscles like wouldn't that hurt i would think so but i've never used one at least at least implant it in my eye I think that's what a, a contact is. Can you get a monocle contact? Oh no, I don't want that. <laughs> no, 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 not not on the eye. I need it in the eye or nothing. Uh, I guess I should tell you what exactly we're reading now that we have met Alphonse Duarte. Yeah, extensively learned about its author. What is the title of this fucking thing? <laughs> uh, so we're going to be reading the Goat of Mister Seguin. Goat, huh? A goat, yeah, and this was yep. suggested to us this by Kid Chaos. This man devil stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this man is obsessed. I turn him, turn him into to Tipper Gore in the <laughs> in the congressional committee. Uh, so this is another Kid Chaos herb warrior suggestion. Thank you very much. Uh, and sourced from a Google Doc that that they sent me, uh, archive.org's um, full transcript of the book and then telework.ro slash ian um that just has this this section of story on it so are you ready to meet the goat of mr seguin i suppose so as written by a windmill Alright, so this was one of the stories addressed to a specific Parisian. Uh, so it begins with, To Mr. Pierre Gringoire, lyric poet in Paris. 
What kind of um, urgency is there in the tone? Is this a warning this about is a, this goat? <laughs> yeah, this is a the whole story is a warning. Okay. Uh, and Gringoire is a real person. Um, and he lived in the late 1400s to 1538, so I don't believe he'll be receiving this letter in time. Um, he was an actor slash manager and playwright, and then loosely fictionalized in Victor Hugo's Hunchback of Notre Dame novel, hmm. uh, where his character played a, a pretty, pretty large role in the book, um, and was merged with uh, the character of uh, Phoebus in the Disney adaptation. I don't remember um, who Phoebus is. Is the, that a gargoyle? No, Phoebus was the golden knight. Uh, if you say so. Yeah, he was the, <laughs> the soldier. I remember Hunchback, Jason Alexander, Frodo, and <laughs> nothing. Uh, in the book, Gringoire actually married Esmeralda as a way to save his life uh, when Clopin, my favorite character, is going to hang him in the Court of Fools. Um, I had a huge crush on Clopin as a young teen slash a current person. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Slash to present. (laughs) Current person. Um, And uh, he found out that she is in love with Phoebus and eventually just does not give a shit because Esmeralda in the novel and the Disney adaptation has a pretty rad goat named Jolly. Um, and he becomes very fond of the goat instead of Esmeralda. And when oh. given the opportunity to save Esmeralda's life or the goats, he picks the goat. Hmm. Wow. So this is to whom this story is addressed. <laughs> is this the guy who chose goat over lady? The guy who really existed, who Victor Hugo turned into a fictional character who chose goat over lady. Well, I think... He probably did his research. Yeah, I don't know the timeline. Is this before the Hunchback novel? Um, the letter ad- addressee? Yeah. Um, the, what we're reading now. Well, what we're reading now was written somewhere in the mid-1800s or mid to late 1800s. Um, and Pierre Gringoire, the real person, lived from the 1400s to 1538. Um but when did Victor Hugo write Hunchback? 1831, so about 10 years before Alphonse's birth. And there's not a lot of information about Gringoire himself. Hmm. Um, so I don't know why he... Like there's a little bit more information about his fictional version in Victor Hugo's novel than there is about in, the real man. Yeah, in his situation, he was a devout Catholic. He wrote a couple of things. Sure. That's... I was just curious which of these two goat-based literary events influenced the other. Yeah, uh, Hugo's <clears throat> influenced this one. Just trying to keep the timeline straight in my head. Yeah. No, the the timeline is this man lived a fairly ordinary sounding life as someone who acted and wrote plays, but not like nothing that I recognize. Uh, and then Victor Hugo turned him into a man who loves a goat. <laughs> 
<laughs> and now here we are. Is that the worst way to end up? No. Um, I am. I am curious about like why, <laughs> why this man is immortalized like this. Yeah. And Wikipedia has not a lot of information, so someone from France, like Kid Chaos, might be able to elucidate us on um, the significance of Gringoire beyond Victor Hugo's like weird um, fictionalization of him. Anyway, this letter, having addressed Mr. Pierre Gringoire, uh, begins with, You, all caps, will always be the same, poor Gringoire. You have an offer for a chronicler job with a good newspaper and have the strength to refuse? But look at you, unhappy boy, your holed doublet and ruffled breeches and thin face that screams hunger. <laughs> I like that descriptor quite a lot. <laughs> he's a hung he's a hungry boy. He is a hungry he's a hungry tatty boy. Ten years in service in the pages of Sir Apollo. And this is what your love of poetry gets you. Hunger and shitty clothes. Well, yeah. Aren't you ashamed? Be a chronicler, imbecile. Win beautiful rose crowns and other mysterious signs of success that he goes into detail about. That don't make a lot of sense. No? You <clears throat> do not want? Then pretend to remain free at your leisure until the end, but listen to the story of Mr. Seguin's goat and see what you gain by wanting to live free. So this is a cautionary tale about pursuing a free and creative lifestyle. Uh, creative or just or just freedom in the abstract? I think freedom in the abstract is what he's specifically addressing, although he does call him out for like being a poet. And not mm -hmm. getting a real job. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like writing letters from a windmill. Yeah. <laughs> like being a windmill, maybe. Maybe. Unclear. It would make more sense from the windmill's perspective than a person in it. Yeah, the windmill's like, look, man. Like as a stationary object with a single job that I do day in and day out, it's really frustrating to know that poets exist. <laughs> <laughs> and I am a windmill. And have the freedom to go around and visit cafes and love goats and or women or whatever he's up to. <laughs> Seems chain, mostly chain smoking cigarettes. Yeah. So the, the windmill's sole duty now is to make sure that no one else pursues freedom and all of them live like windmills. <laughs> the hater. <laughs> And so the windmill presents the following story. Monsieur Seguin never had any happiness with his goats. He would lose them all in the same way. On a beautiful morning, they would break their rope, go into the mountain, and get eaten by a wolf. Like clockwork. Every time? Every goat he ever had. This is a solvable situation. <laughs> is it? Yes. Okay, how would how? you solve it? Do anything else with your goats. Any change to the routine will fix this situation. You give the goats some defenses. You give Sp the goat a Gatlin gun. Spike <laughs> spikes on the sides of their uh, we wheels. We've accidentally written a lot of children's books on this podcast before, but that's probably the best one, Carmen. <laughs> if you if you give a goat a Gatlin gun, <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're we're number one in raising children wrong. <laughs> I think if you could if you could mount one of those on a goat's back and wire the controls to its brain somehow, <laughs> you are you are on to something. You are in business. I feel like that is a, a setup with a lot of collateral damage. They are gonna need like sixteen more legs so they can so they can brace <laughs> against the recoil. <laughs> but but I think I think we're on our way. Spider goat, spider goat. Yeah. Can we replace the legs with treads? I don't I don't see why not at that point. I mean you tanks a, yeah, that's gonna give tank. them some grip. That is what tanks do. Yeah. And it's they seem seem like they'd be much better suited to this. So goat goat body, big gun on the back, and and treads. Good for mountains, maybe. Huge huge VR helmet that uh, allows it to control the Gatling gun via brain synapses firing. Yeah. Yeah, so Gwen's an idiot. This is an easy fix. Easy. Uh, But nothing would stop this tragic end to goats. The caresses of the master and the fear of the wolf and a rope uh, were not enough to to keep them from wandering off into dinner land. These were independent goats, desirous of open air and liberty. Like idiots. And death. Is <laughs> yeah, that, is, li- I guess, liberty the point. and death. Yeah. Not, not or. <laughs> yeah, that is... Now we're now we're talking New Hampshire's language. <laughs> <clears throat> Give me liberty and then death in that order. <laughs> I mean, ideally, not reversed. Certainly, let me enjoy a little bit of liberty before death. The brave Mister Siglin didn't understand the character of his beasts because he is not a goat psychologist. Um, so dismayed, he just kind of declared that. The goats are bored at home, and I will never keep a goat. But he still goes mm-hmm. and buys another one, a seventh goat. He is dismayed, but not discouraged. Uh, this time, he tried to swap up his routine by getting himself an impressionable young goat who would get used to staying home and not is, desire other things. Is he losing them one at a time? Yeah, I think so. Is he be- Okay, I think... This is what I mean by it being solvable. Before it's like a go- belt of goats. <laughs> Before we get to Cyber Goat, I think we could just try. Can can like ten goats beat up one wolf? <laughs> because th- is that a solution with any merit? It might yeah. be a numbers game. Yeah, if you're gonna buy seven goats anyway, buy them at the same time so that you maybe keep five of them. Use a old timey farm family logic. He's getting a lot of goat data on their behavior, and he's not utilizing any of it. He doesn't understand the behavior, so he he was not trained to do these observations properly. Write it, just write it down and sell it. People will pay good money for goat data so they can advertise to them better. <laughs> <laughs> it is an untapped market, the goats. I mean, if you think about it, goats are not spending money in the market like they used to no that's a lot of market share who is not buying products babies goats other animals (laughs) the asleep (laughs) (laughs) 
those are the the segments we must break into. Big, big, big untapped markets. <laughs> if we're gonna wire a goat to a gun, I think we can also wire them to a crypto wallet. <laughs> I mean, you might as well. If if While we are there. doing if we are doing one, it is irresponsible not to do the other. Yeah, they I mean they're gonna have to buy ammunition somehow. <laughs> and and probably repairs. So we might as well create a goat economy. <laughs> well this goat, who was not yet strapped to a Gatlin gun, is super pretty. She's got gentle eyes, she's got a non commissioned officer's beard, uh she has black and shining hooves. She has zebra horns, which I assume mean that the horns have some stripes on them since zebras don't have horns. Um, and not very long them, huh? white hairs. Hmm? Most, most of the zebras do not have horns, I guess. Yeah, it's the rare unicorn zebras that, that do, mm. but those were I'm, mostly hunted to extinction. I'm leaving the possibility that some are out there, because we don't know. This goat was almost as charming as the goat Esmeralda had. Remember Gringoire? Eh? You know that goat Heard of this goat You like goats so much Here's a fucking goat for you She was very docile She let herself be milked without moving Or putting a foot in the bowl Um, And Seguin had an enclosure Surrounded by hawthorns behind his house Where he could put her tied to a stake In the most beautiful spot in the meadow Really flaunt this goat Yeah he gave her a lot of rope so that she would have plenty of uh, speed to move around, and he checked on her very frequently and found that the goat was quite happy. So he thinks, hell yeah, I cracked goat code and I didn't even need to wire her to <laughs> cryptocurrency. Goat, yeah, goat code is what we're going to use to program their devices, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the real value in our product is, is the the background code that analyzes GOAT for inline marketing. Uh, Seguin is wrong and his GOAT is bored. She keeps looking up to the mountains and thinking, man, what a pleasure it'd be to frolic in the heather without this cursed lanyard around my neck. Oxes and donkeys can graze all cooped up if they want, but goats, goats should roam free. And how great it would be to have a gatling gun. (laughs) If if only. So this is how you can start marketing to goats, Gordy. Mm -hmm. There's uh, that that freedom and unfettered sense. Uh, It's basically the same way that people sell trucks to other people in Alabama. (laughs) Yeah. You'll never be free without a Ford. Uh, So now that this was... In her little head, the grass around her tasted very bland. She lost a lot of weight. She stopped producing as much milk. It was real pitiful seeing her pull at her tether every day, bleeding sadly at the mountain. I wanna! So, mountain imagery. Very big for goat cells. If you want to sell something to a goat, put it on a mountain. That tracks, I think. Yeah, it's like how sex sells from what for I people. Know of, yeah. <laughs> so we're really looking really looking at a a commercial. If you want this goat to eat this burger, you got to put it on a mountain. Show show them wheeling across mountain terrains 
the the back of their goat goat imply that you get bodies to loaded up with this burger. camping supplies <laughs> yeah this tv chevrolet <laughs> this tv takes you to mountain this truck is the only way to get to mountain this burger <laughs> straight to mountain um, so Sigwin noticed that something was off, but he was clueless as to what. So Sigwin really just does not have the data collecting skills that we need for this endeavor, and he does should be fired. Does he even want to have goats? <laughs> he knows fuck all about them. Yeah, he's, he is not learning from his, his goat experiences. And then one day she turned to him and said, Look, man, this place blows and I want to go to the mountain. Oh. She could talk. Yeah, and this isn't... This isn't did surprising. He, did he hear it? Yeah, because he says, Oh my god, not you as well, he screamed. Oh. So they all could talk. <laughs> but he, he still can't data collect on them. <laughs> So he drops down to the grass beside her and he's like, so you want to leave me, Blanquette? So she also has a name. Surprise. Name and talking in the same same exchange. So Blanquette they, says... I gotta stress, they all could talk and they all still died the same way. <laughs> and this man cannot figure out why. It's a mystery. And she says, hell yeah, I want to leave. He says, well, do you not have enough grass? And she said, no, there's plenty. He said, I can lengthen your tether. Kind of sucks, but there's plenty. Yeah, it's your garbage grass is fun. Like, you have a lot of it. So much trash grass. <laughs> uh, he offers to lengthen her tether, and she says, that's not even worth your time. And so he's like, what What do you need? What do you want? <laughs> Mountains. She, I, she's being very clear about it. Actually, yes, mountains. You're sir. not allowed to get flustered by this line of questioning. He says, "But there's a wolf up there. What are you going to do about the wolf?" Horn punch. <laughs> and he kind of laughs. And he says, "The wolf's eaten my goats that all had bigger horns than you did. Remember Renaud from last year? I don't know that she would." Well, yeah, why... she was, I don't know if she was around. Unless <laughs> Bitch, shows... why would I? <laughs> unless he shows her like a photo album of past goats by the fire every night, reminiscing. Um, so that she was a goat mistress who was strong and wicked as a buck, and she fought that wolf all night and still ended up as a snack. How big is this wolf? Is it actually a bear? <laughs> Everything is is wolf. Because That's given how sense. much he knows about goats, I'm willing to bet he doesn't know much about wolves either. He still knows a lot about what happens to his goats, so I don't know if he's got trail cams set up or what the deal is. <laughs> um, it's a so... live feed of goat murder. <laughs> well, I have a starting point. <clears throat> um, just a just a rough a, a rough initial design for where things could go. <laughs> I think these are more more inspirational images than schematics for for a goat cannon. I did I did ask for it to be made by Chevrolet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a mood board. Yeah, more more so than I I don't know that we're gonna get like 
an engineer to build something based on this. Just Can slap, I s- slap this down on their desk and then leave without any further explanation. Can I suggest a single additional word to the prompt to maybe see if that gets us closer to what we're looking for? Yeah. Blueprint. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, so the news about Renaud, the dead uh, goat, is met with basically too bad sucks for her. Let me go mountain. <laughs> so Seguin's like, what the hell is wrong with my goats? Look, no, I am going to save you in spite of yourself, Naughty, and you get to live in the stable now. Forever. Deal with it. So he took her to the stable, locked the door twice, forgot the window, so she just yeeted herself right out the window. I bet you're laughing, Gringoire. I bet you agree with the goats. But we'll see who's laughing at the end of this. I feel like I agree with the goats. (laughs) You are are on team goat for this one. Yeah. The author and I are not going to get along in in an entirely different way from how I feel about Doldwan. Mm-hmm. I think this is proving that windmills are not to be trusted. I think it's important to be able to not get along with different kinds of people. In different, in different ways. ways. Yeah. In Dolnois's case, it's like looking in a mirror and not liking what I see. Yeah. <laughs> in this case, it is just a fundamental disagreement on... Values and uh, principles. Yeah, values and principles. Yeah, sometimes we can just not get along with people. And that's all right. Uh, so this goat gets to the mountain, and it is gorgeous up there. And also, the fir trees have never seen anything so pretty as this goat, and they received her like a little queen. The chestnut trees stooped to stroke her with the tips of their branches, and flowers bloomed for her. And the whole mountain had basically a welcome to the goat party. So it's it's pretty whimsical and magical up there. I should say so. Yeah, Gringoire. I bet she was happy. She could eat the best grass and the flowers that bloomed on this mountain. This is a bitter windmill. So very bitter. <laughs> she was half drunk and she wallowed in it all, rolling around on her back. And then she jumped confidently onto her feet and heedlessly walked through the boxwood and brooms, exploring everywhere, not afraid of anything. Like an idiot. Just having a good walk and a pretty afternoon. Fool. It kind of feels like this guy is mad about something that's not a goat. (laughs) Or maybe someone that's not a goat. Sounds like projection to me. I don't know what his beef is with Gringoire. Uh, Or whoever in his mind he has cast as this goat. Yeah. Uh, She crossed a river in a great leap, and its water splashed her, so she's dripping wet, and so she goes and stretches out on a flat rock to dry in the sun. It sounds like a great day. Yeah. Yeah. Into it. Uh, Once approaching the edge of a drop with a flower in her mouth, she saw Seguin's little house in the tiny enclosure, and she laughed until she cried at how small it was, wondering how on earth she had put up with it for so long. It was a pretty good day for her. Uh, later on, she ran into a herd of wild goats, and our little minx in a white dress was an absolute sensation. What? Our little minx in a white dress was an absolute sensation. Is that the goat? Yeah. All the gentlemanly bucks let her have the best of the vines that they were eating. And one particular haughty goat caught her eye, and they got lost in the trees for about an hour. 
And if they, you want to know what they said to each other, you're going to have to ask the babbling brooks when you're older. Is that, is that a, a common dodge to not tell your kids about sex? <laughs> Go ask the brooks. Yeah. Ask speak, the babbling speak brooks. Speak to the streams when you're older, child. <laughs> They'll tell you the way. Not going to learn gonna learn no sinful behavior from me so this goat has had like fine dining a wonderful reception uh, a bath and a beautiful sun bath Mm -hmm. more fine dining and a fuck (laughs) (laughs) all all up where she's not supposed to go yeah so are we are we to infer then that maybe the rest of the goats did not get eaten by a wolf. They just had a good time up here and stayed around. And Sigwin's like, they must have been eaten. Surely they would love to come back here. That would be an excellent twist, as if she just found goat nirvana up on this mountain. <laughs> then evening fell. They opened a, a goat sandals. <laughs> Is that oh, what no. happens in nirvana? They built, they built a shitty goat tourist resort. <laughs> Paved paradise and put up a parking lot. The longer this goes, the more this windmill sounds like a wind cell. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, evening rolls up in. um, Fog covers the mountain. She hears the bells of the sheep returning home. She begins to feel a little melancholy. A falcon nearly flies into her, which I don't think is a thing falcons do very often. Yeah, they're usually pretty good about seeing where they're going. And not really flying in darkness. Mm-hmm. Towards they're, a mountain. Yeah, they're daytime birds. Uh, then a howl sounds out in the mountain. This crazy goat hadn't even given any thought to the wolf all day. Idiot. Enjoying herself and not living in fear all the time. <laughs> like you should. <laughs> A horn sounded far away from the... Be afraid until you die, because then you can't anymore. (laughs) That's how you live life, Gringoire. You get that shitty job in a newspaper, and you fear death at all turns. (laughs) Um, A horn sounded far away in the valley, and was Sigwin calling her home, in a last desperate attempt to get her back. She wanted to go, but she remembered the stake and the rope and the tiny enclosure, and she felt she couldn't get used to that again, so it's better to stay put here. The horn stopped blowing, and then there was a rustle in the leaves behind her. She turned around, and in the shade, two short pricked-up ears and two shining eyes of the wolf were visible. The wolf was in no hurry. He knew that he was going to eat her eventually, so he might as well have fun with it. As he has every other goat. Yeah, this is just a game for him. He's already eaten. This is <laughs> this is just a bonus snack. He ate somebody else's goat today. Uh, so when she turned, he laughed maliciously. If it isn't Monsieur Seguin's little goat, he says, and he licks his chops. So this wolf just sees this man as basically his personal butcher supplying him. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, she's like, oh no, I'm gonna end up just like Renaud, and then she decided, man, maybe it's best to get eaten in one go instead of fighting it, like, that sounds real exhausting, um, and she considers just giving up, but then she's like, no, 
No, I go out fighting. <laughs> so she squares off against the wolf with her little horns, not expecting to kill him, because that's not what goats do, uh, but just to see if she could last as long as Renaud. She fought heroically, forcing him back a dozen times, and if every time he took a breath, she would take a, a bite of the super delicious grass up here, and then, still chewing, rejoined the battle. <laughs> this goat not only knows how to live, this goat knows how to die. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's important, too. Go out the way you want. Yeah, she's like, I am going to enjoy every bite of freedom while I can. <clears throat> Good on you, I guess. So she watched the stars in the sky, hoping that she can last it out till the morning. Just so that she will be just as, as cool as Renaud was. Stars finally faded away one by one, and she intensified her charges, and the wolf re replied with teeth. At last, dawn broke and a cockerel crowed, and she was like, oh, finally. And laid herself down, because she was really just waiting for, for dawn. Uh, and her beautiful white fur was stained with blood. And then the wolf devoured his meal. Goodbye, Gringoire. <laughs> I didn't make this one up. If you come by <laughs> our province, our tenant farmers will tell you all about it. The goat that fought the wolf all night before he ate her in the morning. Think about it, Gringoire. The wolf ate her in the morning. The end. <laughs> That's that's end of letter. <laughs> It do make you think. Do it. It do. It, it make it make me think this man have problems. <laughs> he got unresolved something. He used to talk over with a therapist instead of taking out on this dude. I like the inclusion of I did not make this one up. But I I am making some of them up. You got me on the previous ones. This one's for real, though. <clears throat> Could happen. Like, I feel like I have read this man's Twitter feed before. <laughs> yeah. This exact man. <laughs> yeah. We're... we're... Think, think about it. We're, we're... Wow, these are so good. <laughs> that last yeah. blueprint's very strong. I we did, got some excellent blueprints. I did, I did rephrase a little bit to be more specific these so for <laughs> for the listener we're we're uh making some ai generate blueprints for for goat cannons and i a lot of people give these ai like quite detailed prompts and ask for lots of things in specific styles and i don't like to do that because i i like to give them vague details and see what they come up with um, but I did I did rephrase to get a, a blueprint for a goat-mounted cannon. I think we are off to the races. We are indeed off to the races. Yeah, this is something you get slapped down on an engineer's desk and say, make it, and then leave. Yeah, get me, get me the folks at Chevy. <laughs> I don't care if you can't read it. Make it. <laughs> There's, it's, got, it's got blue. It's got the white lines. That's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole diagram. That's a schematic. I cannot see what the pretend text is underneath the goat. Um, I have no idea. It probably says nothing. Yeah, I, th I think it's just the shape of what letters could be. All right, so how do you feel about this cautionary tale to a man who did exist and was largely fictionalized? It sucks. 
Yeah, I don't like it. I don't think anybody <laughs> should listen to this. I mean, I think I think there's a moral to the story about like, hey, if you go up in the woods by yourself, like be careful. Like be on the lookout cuz maybe there's a wolf, but that shouldn't stop you. I think the ultimate solution here is that Glenn needs to like stop smothering these goats. Because he has basically created a, a place that doesn't feel safe for them to go home to. Yeah, what are their lives like there that they are desperate to fuck off to the mountains? Yeah, so Gwen needs to look at him. Seven goats in, he needs to really look at himself. <laughs> because she she wants to go home there for a moment, and the only thing that stops her is the knowledge that he's just going to trap her there. That it's That it sucks. Like, maybe if they had... A bigger, I don't know what goats need. A bigger playpen. Goats need mountain. Goats, More. They're Gordy. They're being very clear. <laughs> they want the mountain. I mean, yeah, but like, is that everything? What, what are, short of short of mountain? <laughs> like, I guess he could compromise. I guess he could move his goat farm to See, the what mountains. I'm, but what? let's say if that's not on the table, he can at least give them more space better food maybe more than one goat at once so they have friends that's probably the more goats is probably a good idea um but what i'm saying here is that like he doesn't need to necessarily make his goat prison a nicer goat prison (laughs) what he needs to do is give the goats the freedom to come and go oh sure because um, she was willing to come home, except that she knew she wasn't going to be allowed back out, uh, and it, like the danger of the wolf was worth more to her than the safety of the prison that she had just escaped. Mm-hmm. And this windmill thinks that that's a bad thing, that you should enjoy the safe, small prison life. Yeah, that's that's what sucks about this whole letter is that the premise is like because she chased her vices for a, a short amount of happiness, she died much sooner. Where instead she should have lived a long, <laughs> miserable life producing nothing. <laughs> nothing but milk. Not even milk anymore. Yeah. Um and and the inclusion of the detail of her like grabbing another bite of the the sweet sweet grass she coveted in between fights <laughs> like i don't know if that is meant to be like look at look at how she's know, addicted yeah how damaging this is to her but I, I kind of found that inspirational. Like, yeah, that's knows, the most badass thing of the story. Yeah, like I'm, I'm going out on my terms, and I am going to enjoy as much of this life as I possibly can before I do. And I think that's way more admirable <laughs> <laughs> than willingly imprisoning yourself. Yeah, and and like, there's <clears throat> there is the third option as well, which is to. To be able to go out and enjoy what life has to offer and also come back to a a safe, smaller space, but knowing that you're not going to be forced to stay there against your will. It doesn't have to be a binary state. Yeah, like, they could have come to some kind of agreement where it's like, 
wolf is a problem at night. So at nighttime, yeah, well, I'll come home. I'll look at your photo albums of other goats and listen to your stories. Um, <laughs> yeah. But during the daytime, I would like to pursue my own goals and dreams. It's Mr. Seguin smothering her that prevents her from seeking the safety. I guess the libertarians were right. <laughs> Gotta live free or die. Well, it's, it is it is live free and die in this case. Yeah. yeah. It's almost right. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm just arguing, like, let, let the people be themselves and still offer... Uh, safe and accepting haven for them. Don't put your kids in a box expecting them never to explore the mountainside. (laughs) (laughs) If you do, arm them heavily. (laughs) Give them a Gatlin gun. Yeah, if you do, we do recommend treads. (laughs) You need to trick trick your kid out in the latest gear. (laughs) Kit them up, send them out into the world. Again, libertarians were right. (laughs) <laughs> I want to know what it was about Gringoire that 300 years after his death, two men were like, this guy and goats. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Because I see nothing in Gringoire's actual biography that would indicate why why, why goat. Why people would put this on him. Maybe it's a case <clears throat> kind of like the one mm. that we now find ourselves in, where um Unfortunately, now it's been lost to time, but there was something uh, that (laughs) um, our author discovered that just really, really rubbed him the wrong way. So he felt he needed to write this letter, this damning letter. And now we're doing a podcast damning this damning letter. Yeah. He He poked fun at the papacy in his satirical plays, but that's like the only damning thing I can find in his situation that might have caused problems for a Victor Hugo type who I don't think was all that like big on the papacy himself so I don't really know I do appreciate the beauty in us perpetuating this centuries old subtweet though (laughs) Gringoire and goats am I right? (laughs) keep the light alive accept this torch this windmill needs therapy Put it in the next Voyager spacecraft. <laughs> Make sure anybody who finds it knows. Well, any final thoughts? Or are we just going to okay Boomer this windmill and move yeah, on? Fuck with off, our lives? Boomer. Yeah. Fuck off, windmill. I was I was interested in the idea of a windmill with thoughts and feelings, but not these thoughts and feelings. <laughs> Give me a windmill oh. with with better thoughts and feelings, please. Not when the thoughts and feelings are get a job and fit in. Yeah. Don't live your life. Only fools do that. Uh, So thank you, Kid Chaos, for another banger. Thank you. Um, Thank you to everyone who shares the show and flicks it upon their friends unwittingly. Um... Thank you to our patrons who help sponsor the show and keep us running. 
Thank you to our top tier patrons, the Five-Headed Snake God, Allison, Frog Whisperer, Lucky, Spider in a Frying Pan, Heirius, Midori, Becca, Lobster No Longer, the new and improved Haley, Thimbles are Stitcher's best friend, Awkward, Project Bird Fall Informant, Funky Little Strawberry, Lemur, Spaghetti Crump you, Crump with you, Sweetie Pie. I don't know why I can't get that one. <laughs> Caitlin. It is, Den- a, it is a tricky one. Uh, or do you want to take a run at it? At, say it again. There, read read that. Spaghetti Crump that. you. No. The, the whole thing that she just posted. Oh. Yeah. Give that a cold read. Spaghetti Crumpy Sweetie Pie. Spaghetti See, it's crump the width. with you, sweetie. Yeah, pie. it's the width that throws me off. I don't know why. It breaks the rhythm. I skip. I skip to the capital letters. <laughs> uh, Caitlin, Danielle, a feral fay fighting the urge to hibernate. Your girl, Olwyn, Allie, Knife Dad, Cobus Cat, Vespadesu, Versus Keeper of Too Many OCs, Pyrus, Jessica, Nathan the Scott, Millipedish. Almost no Daves are harmed in the making of this episode of What the Folklore. Maya, High Listus of Wimbus, Tennis Killed the Dinosaurs, A Dubious Little Creature, Haley Prime, Dominic, Justin, Lily, Izzy, and Jenna. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you always, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Doug. We're What the Folklore. That's how it works. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.